0: they can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 20th of March 2013. Newcomers, as always, help yourself to the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Lots of articles for downloading, lots of data, lots of information on the system, the big system that is the real world that we live in, the one that's not mentioned by the mainstream media. And I go into the histories of the big organizations that got together a long time ago to form their global club with the intention of taking over the world, basically running it uh, in a scientific fashion, they call it, and, uh, and also to bring in a, a planned society worldwide, regulate it and so on. By the intelligentsia, on behalf of the big bankers who fund them all, of course, and run them. So this is—it's much like Plato's uh, *The Republic*, the book he, he wrote a long, long time ago about the system to come, special breeding, and all that. It's all happening now. In fact, all of these topics that he mentioned all that time ago. So we're going through massive changes, and the big foundations themselves—the philanthropic foundations, as they call themselves—are really helping run the world. In fact, they do run the world, don't just help it. They uh, they, they put their own boys into governments too, and, um, and they have them across the world, world, worldwide, Prime Minister's presence and so on. And I've mentioned all the names of the organizations involved, not all of them, there's so many of them, but they all form one big, big massive club, and they have everything working together. So right, help yourself to the website, as I say, and remember to you, the audience that bring me to you, you can help me take along by getting the books and discs at com and hopefully I can just take along a bit longer, if that's so. And from the US to Canada, always remember you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office, or you can use PayPal. Or you can send cash even Across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal And donations are really, really, really welcome Especially at this time of year when there's so many renewals and for sites and everything else to get done at once But uh, as I say, we're going through massive change This is the century of change The 21st century was always to be the century of change And academia prattled on about it for the last century, for the last 50 years, because this is when all the big, big changes had to get rammed through, and the world is standardised, this one system across the entire world, one type of governments, which they call them democratic, and they force upon countries even if they don't want to, they'll invade them like they do across the Middle East and so on, and uh, they get them onto a central banking system, and comes the IMF. to to lend them money since they've demolished all their infrastructure, and then the debt system starts for them. Central banking, private central banking runs them, and then the central banks all belong to the umbrella group under the Bank for International Settlements, and they work with the IMF to retain or regain their debt money and so on. So it's a one-world system on behalf of economics, uh, run again by scientific societies or agencies. And the whole idea is to get a population that's post-democratic, ones, uh, people who will accept authoritarianism as the fastest way to get things done, as I say, at the top. Bill Gates even mentioned that recently, too. As I say, to the Club of Rome mentioned that many years ago, a uh, big, big think tank uh, that... Um, they, they, they could never get things done fast with all the arguing parties and factions within politics. Therefore, we'd have to go into a post democratic system. And guess what's all happening now? And of course, every crisis that's caused of a single one, uh, through the financial system, which is all a con to start with, is used by the same banking systems to consolidate their power over the planet. And that's what they, they'll use the runs in Cyprus for, for instance, for the whole of Europe. And they integrate Europe even further and further with with uh, power from the EU itself, the parliament, and the little countries become satrapies or little provincial governments. That once were sovereign governments That's already happened Back with more after this break Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and it's not very often we get any good news at all, from the small guys standing up to the big guys, of course, and uh, and it's actually happened in the case of Katerina Joliva. I've, I've mentioned her quite a few times had her on, and she has been fighting to get her son back in, from the court system and uh, the, the, the um, family court system in Utah for quite some time, and she's actually won the case. So I'll put up a link up tonight to tell you all about it, but it says that Katerina Joliva and son to be reunited after the court victory. After the nearly a year and a half long battle with the DCFS, which is the Utah Family Court System, the rogue guardian ad litem, Amber Rudder, an ex-husband's legal team, determined to pull every other trick in the book. It appears Katerina Joliva's ordeal is finally coming to an end. Judge Mary Noonan, that's the one that lots of you contacted, by the way, and I really thank you for all getting involved, because I'm sure it had a big, big thing to do with the swing of this. But rule on March 19th, 2013, that Katerina will indeed be reunited with her son within a period of 90 days now. So, say so for those who may be unaware, of the situation surrounding the separation of Carina with her son. Uh, the following articles, I'll put the links up tonight for a detailed chronology of what happened and so on and so on. Incredible amounts of pre-trials, 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 and eventually got the actual real trial. And um, and so many underhanded tricks too by the 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 Utah family court system with their guardian items and so on. It's just astonishing that uh, there's no uh, charges laid against those people for... Uh, I mean, the cost to the taxpayer, too, is just phenomenal. Never mind the money that has that's caused katarina and and so on. So it's, it's astonishing. This is one case. This There's thousands of them happening all the time. Because you understand that the kidnapping of children by the court systems is a big business. I mean, it's huge business. One child has to see psychologist and clinical psychiatrist and all this kind of stuff and uh, therapist and yada, 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 yada uh, and on, and on, and on, and the taxpayers pay for it all. It's very lucrative for all those involved, except for the people who were charged in the first place, the ordinary people. So anyway, she's getting her, her son back within 90 days, and it says here that... Um, as a result, they're ruling it in after 19 days, during which Katerina and her son are required to go through a brief reintroduction period. And you can imagine how screwed up the children are. Any child is actually after this, they've seen all these professionals. And a child isn't, they're in a land of kind of make-believe, uh, dreaming, and so on, and reality all at the same time, and fantasy. And after getting indoctrinated with all these different people asking these strange questions, uh, that children shouldn't even be even going near, in fact... You can imagine how they'll look at everybody else they used to know afterwards. So you've got to get a reintroduction period where the child will return home with Katrina and she'll have full physical custody after she's gone through all this reintroduction period. And it says that the stipulations were made based on the recommendations of the child's personal therapist in conjunction with the current guardian idol item, John Moody, who, who replaced uh, the one that <laughs> I think because of all the people who complained about, got rid of uh, the nasty, nasty one that was uh, dealing with it all before. So John Moody's very good apparently, and he's more neutral and he stands aside and allows, allows things to, to be said and justice to be done. So, uh, some glowing reports about that. So anyway, We'll see what happens now because the judge's orders will soon be put out in writing after the ruling is filed. And Brett Buyer has this is the the, the, the ex husband has 15 days to appeal the district court of Utah if he desires to do so. But it would cost him a fortune to start all this up because now he has no uh, the charge for for abuse and so on is completely thrown out. So there's nothing to stand on or, or to to go on with the case if he tries to appeal it. So that's good news, as I say. Seldom we get that in this day and age. Very, very seldom we get any kind of good news at all, especially after such powerful agencies uh, like uh, family court systems and so on. So say, it's massive money. You should really look up yourselves to see in the different states because they publish the incredible amounts of billions of dollars that get thrown at them every year into these systems. And, of course, they're very jealous. That the, the systems that run them are very, very jealous to keep that money going, and they don't like to be proven wrong. And they don't like to lose. If they start losing, uh, and then it gives uh, credence to the fact that many other people are trying to get their children back and, and being claiming there's been false um, charges laid and so on. Uh, so this opens up a, a precedent too for others to get some hope. So I'll put this link up tonight for those who've been following this too. Also, tonight think too it's interesting that uh, there's so many people in the U.S. now trying to eke out living. Uh, by so many different means, alternate means, because uh, so much work has gone abroad. Fantastic amounts of work has gone abroad over many years now. And there's less and less work at home. And of course, years ago, they kept telling folk, work at home, use your computer, etc." try to get, make, make ends meet. And lots of people started internet retailing businesses, as you know. And it says internet retailers bash the Senate's attempt to sneak through online sales tax. It's going to put them all under if it goes through. Opponents of an online sales tax measure pushing back on efforts to get the bill added to the Senate budget this week. This is Phil Bond, executive director of the We Are Here coalition, accused backers of online sales tax measures of trying to sneak through the legislation outside regular congressional order. That's is how they do these things. So there are good reasons this policy hasn't been considered in the US Senate for over a decade. Taxpayers don't like it. It turns the internet into a tax collection platform. Again, it's a precedent. Allows state uh, tax collectors to exercise authority far beyond their boundaries and put thousands of small businesses out of business. Uh, bond, atop a top commerce department official under George W. Bruce said in a statement, "Groups like the National Retail Federation and the Retail Industry Leaders Association, strong backers of the online sales tax measure, have been urging supportive senators to offer the bill as an amendment to the Senate budget." Now, again, I think it was just uh, the beginning of this year. The U.S. Jacked, the post office jacked up all their, their their fees for especially mailing abroad. I think it was up to four times where it was already, maybe even more. And that already put a lot of them under. They can't afford to send things abroad now because of the incredible cost of shipping. So this is the next part, too. Now, when you're living in a depression, let's call this what it is uh, in the world that's going on. Not these recessions and slow economies and all that rubbish. It's a depression. It's, it's a manufactured depression, too. And when your governments start to, 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 to cut off people who are just surviving, getting by, by introducing more laws uh, to make it even worse. You've you got to ask yourself, are they really that stupid? Well, they're not stupid. This is intentional, folks, because you're getting forced into a new system we've been talking about for years, and austerity is one part of the system. And communitarianism is another part of it too, and January 21. When you will get stuck into your little community areas. Eventually, by the way, you won't get out of your community area, because this is a more perfected form of what they tried in the Soviet union. This is what's about, as you're into austerity and so on. Oh, by the way, just to to, to augment that one, there's also this article here has to do with um, today. Today, for those who don't know it, uh, you know the United Nations has so many special days for special nonsensical things. This is the first international happiness day. Did you know that? So it says here, the Department of Information from New York and, and, and from the, the United Nations, it says, marking the first International Day of Happiness, United Nations Academic Impact, to co-host an event on happiness and well-being. Now, well-being was even mentioned by the U.S. Treasurer, the Federal Reserve head about a year ago too, and I've read different articles on well-being. See, well-being is to replace uh, being, being conscious uh, that you're uh, living in poverty understand and so it's a new rating system and they actually have experts you know experts and con men uh going around different streets and places like britain and now it's in the states and so on to, to convince people that well it could be worse you know it could be raining for instance if you're going on the street uh, and just be happy just be happy and they're giving you alternatives to the material things that get you by and so on to make you happy. Because, after all, it's all happiness is all in the mind. Contentment's all in the mind. It doesn't matter if you're starving. You can convince yourself, with a lot of work, of course, or maybe a, a blow on the head, that you're usually living at the top of the planet, you know, the lifestyle. So... To mark the first International Day of Happiness, the UN Academic Impact of the Department of Public Information will host Wednesday, 20th March, a convention on happiness and well-being, essential for a sustainable future. In other words, you might be starving, and and you get one one set of clothes, and that's it, and you can just barely pay your rent. But uh, they'll train you how to be happy and have well-being, and you'll get little charts they fill out every every month or so on your well-being. How how much how is your well-being? What's your rate of it this month? How high is it? And your happiness. They can turn on happiness just like that. I understand the insanity of this, but you're living in times of incredible mind-warping and bending and, and, and tinkering with, again, real, real experts, the marketers, the behaviorists, the psychologists, and uh, um, the neuroscientists. So this is all part of the new system as they train you to love your servitude, as, as all this Huxley talked about. It doesn't matter how the circumstances are, just love your servitude. Be happy. Be happy, folks. What a worldy. Now, we live in utter corruption, and we always have actually lived, lived in utter corruption, but it's got a lot worse. I can remember when I was pretty small, if there's any tint, or hint, I should say, of, of a scandal in politics in Britain, for instance, at that time, because it was old system. And you would find before it, it, it's, before we didn't hit the papers, sometimes a person involved would step down out of, out of government. They'd step down, you see. And get go away, that was it. But not now. People have so much gall, it's not what they're charged with, they will still be up there. And actually they get off with it a lot of times now because now we have no morality at all. But anyway, it says the French minister who was tasked, his job at the head of France was was to fight tax fraud, right? he was investigated investigate at the top of investigate for tax fraud. He's resigned for having a secret Swiss bank account himself. <laughs> And I'll, I'll put this one up tonight, too, for those who want to have a little chuckle. But it says, well, everyone awaits in stunned silence to see what Citadel uh, gets co. And, of course, the NY Fed will do with stocks. And after another shocking, super decision, and nobody has any idea about it and so on and so on. Uh, it says, um, there's no plan to fix it. That's all in the same article. But, as I say, who investigates these guys when near the top investigators? Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix, talking about the corruption which just normal today. Everything is cons at the top, you see. In a sense government is a con. You know, it has gotta it's gotta got have a lot of crises going on to justify why it exists in the first place, so it tends to make them. And uh and, and when thinking about it, government is someone's idea. You can understand that. There's a lot of theories about what government is. And we take it for granted because it's been brainwashed into us that they're somehow indispensable, etc., etc., but this, this article, is I say, to do with uh, Jeremy Kozak, his name is, uh, in France. He is the budget minister for France, way up the high chutzpah. And his, his job, too, was also to tackle uh, battle tax fraud. And as I say, he's, he's now stepped down because he's got his own secret Swiss bank accounts as well. And so he's been doing a bit of invasion himself. So anyway, that's standard, that's standard stuff. And we, we get all these stories all the time, uh, and nothing happens. It just gets worse and worse because see, all society is, is going down the tubes because we now have a psychopathic, I mentioned the idea when psychopaths run the, the world, they give you a psychopathic culture, and that was in Political Polarology, the book. It was quite a good study on psychopaths at the top and and we have that we've had it for quite a long time actually and they can only get worse from now on because the, the general population have lost any idea any value in fact they've been, it's been trained out of them at university uh, uh, that to, to do anything, anything to do with right or wrong there's no such thing as right and wrong now it's what you can get away with it's all your point of view and how you see something And it's it's, uh, it's, uh, moral relativity, in other words, is what we have. So you've got people rising up in the system, from the bottom even, sometimes, well sell them from the bottom. But they get up in the system, and they're all crooks, because they represent now the general public too. I'm sorry to say they do. But you only have the ultimate ones that are intergenerational at the top. They're always there. Anyway, the anti-corruption police raid the home of the International Monetary Fund's chief, Christine Lagarde. This is the woman who pays no taxes. Because they've got written in the charter, she doesn't have to pay any taxes, and so she forces it down the throats of everybody else. So, so they raid the home of the IMF chief, Christine Lagarde. By the way, it was the IMF chief uh, and also the, the German chancellor, uh, uh, chancellor there that, uh, that forced Cyprus to go into this new system here of grabbing and stealing their money. So the head of the, of the IMF at the guard is, uh, she claims she authorized 270 million pounds bailout, or payout to a convicted fraudster. You see? And so police state raided the International Monetary Fund's Paris home and released the 270 million pounds, payout to Bernie or Bernard Tappy. P A P I E, when she was finance minister, the court of justice of the republic ruled she may have abused her position. I'd say I'd have to question it indeed if it's, that can be a payout, right? Her lawyer said the search will help uncover the truth or she'll an exonerator. It follows the claims that the uh, former French finance minister authorised a £270 million payout to a prominent Nicolas Sarkozy supporter when she was finance minister. The Court of Justice of the Republic, a special tribunal qualified to judge the conduct conduct of government ministers while in office, said that the 57-year-old may have abused her position to help a controversial businessman. Ms. Lagarde is said to have allowed the equivalent of some £250 million, million pounds to be awarded to Bernard Tappy, a convicted football match fixer and touch dodger who supported her governing UMP party. So he contributed to her party. Uh, Ms. Lagarde's lawyer, uh, Yves Repiquet, uh, confirmed the raid saying, the search will help uncover the truth and will help to exonerate uh, my client from any criminal wrongdoing, Mr. Lagarde said. But news of the home of the world's most senior banker being visited by detectives is bound to have disastrous repercussions for the IMF. I wish something would, because it would otherwise, it's, see, the IMF's got disastrous repercussions for the whole planet. It comes after Dominique Strauss-Kahn, another senior French politician, politician, resigned as IMF chief following allegations that he sexually assaulted a chamber he made in New York hotel two years ago. And he went to all these orgies too, but he, was, he he got the legal bypass. He says, well, I never paid for prostitution. Somebody else did, you see. So, um, it says, Ms. um Mr lots of lawyer and a tired uh, synchronized swimming star uh, who was facing the criminal trial of her own as well as a possible jail sentence. Well, uh, don't count on folks, because these, these, these folk have so much dirt on other people that they, they tend to pull a lot of strings themselves at that level, you know. Apart from that, they don't like someone at her level going down the tubes because they can open up the doors to, to other ones and say, well, we can get them down too. That's how things really work in the world. Now, I uh, puts up uh, lots of links in the past to do with vaccines and the uh, adverse effects it's had on adults and children. And there's, there's so many studies, it's, it's mind-boggling. And even after the latest ones will come with, with a whole bunch of top scientists and so on, immediately they come right back from the government generally that buys all the vaccines and, uh, and they try to counter it and so on. But anyway... They're going ahead with the experimentation now again, not that they've ever stopped, on children in the U.S. with new vaccines, and pure experimentation. It says, it says that a presidential ethics panel has opened the door to testing an anthrax vaccine on children as young as infants, bringing an angry response from critics who say the children would be guinea pigs in a study that would never help them and might harm them. The report, however, released on Tuesday by the Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues. And by the way, that's an incredible organization that they've stuck in there, this, this Commission for Bioethical Issues. Study of bioethical. These are the guys who are right into genetics and all the rest of it, uh, complete eugenicists, in fact. And they've got so much power that they have no, should have no power at all as far as I'm concerned because these kind of things in the eugenics level, they should be, they should be given to the whole public to discuss and decide on. You can't leave it to these little, these guys who who hide themselves under bioethical groups because they are eugenicists. So now they're going into an anthrax vaccine trial with children. Back with more after this break. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks, I'm back, and as things go forward the way they're supposed to go uh the first, the first idea was to get people on the Internet and make it uh, essential to them, and then they'd start to rein it in, of course, and I've been doing a lot of that over the years. And yesterday I mentioned the fact that the British government had passed laws to do with censorship of of the even bloggers and Internet and so on, to do, and under the guise of a press bill. But it says here that... Um, it says someone said this is a carrot and stick, stick approach, as the Guardian. There doesn't seem to be too much of a carrot, and the bloggers could face uh, high fines for liable under the new Leveson deal, Leveson an inquiry, and so on. The Leveson Lord Leveson was the guy who pushed this all through, with exemplary damages imposed if they don't sign up to the new regulator. It was claimed on Tuesday, and a clause 29 introduced to the Crime and Courts Bill in the Commons Monday night. The definition of relevant bloggers or websites includes any that generate news material. There's an editorial structure giving someone control over a publication. Bloggers could not be at uh, risk of exemplary charges for comments posted by readers, though. There's also a schedule that excludes certain publishers, such as scientific journals. By the way, the big foundations like the Rockefellers, they put all their NGO world domination stuff through scientific journals and, and so on. So, so yeah, if you do that, you can't get uh, fined. Student publications are out of it. And not-for-profit community newspapers all year paid for by the foundation's NGOs, non-governmental organizations that, that want to turn the world green and get you into austerity and poverty. This is website's guaranteed exclusion from exemplary damages if they can get on this, any of these lists. And Christy Hughes, a chief executive of Index on Censorship, which campaigns for press freedom around the world, said it was a sad day for British democracy. This will undoubtedly have a chilling effect on everybody's people's, everybody, everyday people's web use, she says. She said she feared thousands of websites could fall under the definition of a relevant publisher in Clause 29. And this says bloggers could find themselves subject to exemplary damages due to the fact they were not part of a regulator that was not intended for them in the first place. Exemplary damages and costs imposed by a court to penalise those who remained outside the regulator could run into hundreds of thousands of pounds, and have to close down smaller publishers. And Harry Cole, who works for the, the Guido Fox uh, political blog, said it, it would not be joining the regulator and believes that because its servers are, are based in the US, it will be excluded from the exemplary damages clauses. Well, they're going to try to bring that in as worldwide, you understand. Uh, They're already pushing it through in other countries too, especially the the British Empire countries. It's still an empire, it's called what it is. This this Commonwealth of Nations has has reworded it all into, it's still under the same uh, rulership from the capstone at the top. Anyway, so I don't see uh, I should join a regulator. The country has had a free press for the last 300 years. Well, I've never seen that in Britain either. That has been irrelevant and rude, as my website is, and holding public of- officials to account. We, as a matter of principle, we we're opposing any regulator, especially one set up and accountable to politicians, whom we write about every day, he told the BBC Radio's for Today program. And so it's been ran through as it was intended to do, but this is to bring in real, real big censorship, folks, until you get and get only the authorized ones out there uh, uh, that will spin it all and play the game, play the game, that's what it's called. Now, there's nothing new in trying to get famous or get up there on stage, and people have sold their souls and lots of other parts of their bodies for years to get up on stage. And of course, you've had that going on in Hollywood and lots of exposés for many years. It's the same though in the, uh, with the models that try to get on the runways. Uh, they've had very good uh, exposés in the past about the, the guys they have to go through. Well, literally, they have to go through lots of uh, panels of men, but that way, sometimes one at a time to get up on the, 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 there. But even in ballet, it's the same thing. And I'll put this article up tonight. It's a Bolshoi. Ballet in Russia was giant brothel claims a former dancer. And true enough, I mean, this is how things really work in the real nasty world. But um, it says, Volachova uh, made delegations during an interview on in a television talk show, Russia on Sunday, repeating them in a radio interview with Russian news service. I said I It mainly happened with the corps de ballet, but also with the soloists, she said. And she says, ten years ago, when she was down to the theater, she received such propositions to share the beds of oligarchs. Well, that's how you get up there, and that's how you stay up there. The girls were forced to go along with grand dinners and given advance warnings. Afterwards, they would be expected to go to bed and have sex. She alleged. As I say, there's nothing new in this kind of stuff because that's the way things really are. You know, power does this kind of stuff, and they demand these kind of uh, things to happen. Anyone who refused were told that they would not go on tour or even perform at the Boy Theatre. So, uh, there you go. I mean, that's just life in general. Now, Britain's the first country to go ahead with the three-parent family idea, which is actually eugenics. And it's actually called positive eugenics, as they call it, where they try to eliminate uh, bad genes and, uh, and bad mitochondria from, from people and replace it with the good ones, you know, the ones specially selected to make good, obedient people who will love their servitude under the government. And they always give you sad luck stories, or whenever they want some big change in law, just like this one here, or, or even like the chips, of course, or the DARPA, the guys who love society, help people, DARPA, right? DARPA, you know what DARPA is, don't you? They do all the military testing for the, for the US government and the army and military when they put the chip in the person who was a quadriplegic, not because they wanted to help quadriplegics, but to see if they could actually make it work but I'm sure part of it too is to see if they could remotely control the chip I guarantee it, guarantee but they always introduce something like, oh we're there to help the people, well it's the same thing here too and this here's two different articles on the same topic and one of them starts off with the usual sad stuff, the BBC, the woman who lost all seven children you see And it goes through the stuff, and oh, how terrible it was, and oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. And then along comes, of course, the the, the scientists and the doctors, and they're able to diagnose the problems that she has, and that she's got a a defective mitochondria, and uh, it it causes problems in the child. It ends up getting nasty diseases and so on. So that's how they get you on board with it. It's the same when they, they show you these things on television. That's how they present it. The long lead up to the arm, oh, and there's the tears and the whole thing. You see. And uh, but this article actually goes on to the bottom to do with the other the other aims of all of this, of course, and it's nothing to do with helping people at all. I'll put it up tonight, and um, and then I'll put another one up too that's more spot on about what it's all about, and. This says Britain's on course for three-parent babies. It's the first country in the world to legalize the creation of IVF babies with three biological parents after the fertility watchdog. Can you imagine you've actually got a fertility watchdog now? I mean, at one time, anybody watched you do anything prior to at all, all was generally, you know, over a cliff or something. But anyway, the government does it all the time. Now it's in charge of who breeds and who doesn't. And that's where it's all going for those who don't quite get it yet. I've mentioned the movie too, Gattaca. Quite a few times, you're going to see it because that really showed you what's coming down the pike—a different class society with the special ones who are cleared on so many levels. They won't get sick with this, or they might not get sick with this. It's never—they never will. They they probably won't. That's how they word it to get sick with this and that and so on. And um, the Fertility Watchdog announced that the public is in favor of the controversial technology. I, I, I haven't seen any vote on this. I hadn't even heard of the public being asked about it. This is how they present it, even here. And so, a major consultation found that a majority of people would back the therapy under which a small part of a mother's genetic material is swapped with that of a healthy donor to eliminate the risk of passing on a host of hereditary diseases to her child. That's not guaranteed that you get these diseases, but they missed the me part out on this one. Uh, by removing faulty DNA from the mitochondria Which is always inherited from the mother Experts believe the child in future generations Could be spared from a collection of devastating conditions Affecting the heart, muscles and brain The Human Fertilization Embryology Authority Yup yeah. Authority has advised the government that there is general support for the treatment and there's no scientific evidence to suggest that it's unsafe. Now, you can imagine if this start, this is, well, it's now it's given the go-ahead, it's going to go ahead. It's already going to create a different class of people who who are supposedly going to have better insurance coverage, but for a start. With less risk and all that kind of stuff. And employers are going to want them too. Well, there'll be less risk of being off sick. You know, at least according to this chart here. Doesn't guarantee it, mind you. That 's enough to start the whole process going, and of course, the next step will, will come in after that you see but i 'll put this up tonight for those who want to have a little gander at it and to see you can see where it 's all supposed to go and um but not everyone is happy, of course, because some of the people and scientists are aware of the real con that's going on here And uh, where it's really headed, where it's supposed to go Eventually, of course, they'll simply say, everyone must get tested This is what will come, once this becomes uh, uh, common, then everyone will have to get tested Then they'll say, well, you can't have a child because you have bad mitochondria It may do this or it may do that And it may not, you see so, that's just where it's all going. Eugenics is in control because they must bring in their planned world society. It's all part of it, folks. It's all part of it, the planned world society. And everyone knows what happened with the incredible mortgage scams in the U.S. and so on. When the banks were, were underwriting people who really couldn't afford to pay bank mortgages, in fact, never even get the full money for the, for the, start the down payment. But anyway, in Britain, the state's now doing it. It says... Uh, Budget 2013, should the state really be underwriting our mortgages, it says. And it says, does the phrase subprime fit fit across your mind when George Osborne announced his stonking £130 billion mortgage and guarantee scheme for people who cannot find the necessary deposit? He's right that the biggest barrier to people entering the housing market at the moment is not their inability to service a mortgage. Interest rates are historically low, after all. It's the 20% or higher deposits that the banks and building societies are demanding before agreeing to loan the money. But is it right for the state to underwrite the risks? After all, a mortgage guarantee used to be commonplace for advances in excess of 80% of value. But the guarantee was underwritten by a commercial company and a premium was paid by the borrower. So, now Britain's going to go ahead and, and literally be the, the, the underwriter for the whole thing and take the risk on the taxpayers, all, all the taxpayers, have to pay for the, those that go under. It smacks of something else, doesn't it, for those who understand what it is. And again, in an age of corruption, mass corruption and, and degeneration, people have become degenerate. That's all they watch for movies. and that. In fact, they don't even see it as degenerate anymore because they've been conditioned their whole lives for it. And um, they watched Standard Fair today that uh, would be oh, been big, big news and blacklisted a long, long time ago. But now that's the standard stuff because uh, the envelope is pushed every, every year or two by the, the culture industry uh, that's part of, of the massive control system of the world. So most people get their, their ideas and opinions, not from just regular news, but they get it from, from uh, fiction. And they get their history from fiction as well, and they definitely copy what they see. Their behaviour is modified through fiction, and those psychologists and so on that know how to um, put these scenes into movies that stick in the mind uh, can affect what your opinions on everything, anything at all, by by the way it's put in there and imprinted in your head. It's very easy, old trick, but it's very easy to do. But um. Things are so degenerate now that we can't shock people at all, really. Even, even at the Jimmy Savile scandal and all the different VIPs involved, it's, it hasn't really touched people. They're, they're, they'll forget it within a week or two, which, of course, the elite at the top are well aware of. But uh, it's only the tip of the iceberg, and it doesn't really matter. But anyway, hundreds of files on celebrities, politicians, and their VIPs accused of sex attacks and abuse were so heavily protected by senior police in Britain that investigating officers couldn't access them at marriage today. Information on high-profile suspects was marked as secure or restricted and only available to a small number of officers, a system which may have helped prolific offenders like Saville and MP Cyril Smith escape prosecution. The approach to sensitive files was designed to stop officers from leaking information to the media. It says, the issue of detectives being unable to access relevant intelligence was highlighted in a report on the effectiveness of the Police National Database in the wake of the Savile scandal. It came after complaints about Savile made to different police forces across the country while the TV presenter was still alive were not able to be shared by detectives. Metropolitan Police Commander Peter Spindler confirmed that famous people were protected by high levels of confidentiality built into intelligence systems. Any high-profile or sensitive case will be restricted on our systems because we're not going to let 50,000 people, such as the Met officers and staff across London, read sensitive material about celebrities, politicians or other high-profile people, he told the Times. Well, if everyone else is, is subject to them snooping and seeing that everybody else is, why, why is this special Special thing given to these people. Why? Says we have had some officers and staff who were prepared to leak information to the media for payment, and the mechanism to prevent that was to restrict access to that information. So this is the excuse. But please believe that the new PND launched 2011 will help people uh, prevent or prevent similar errors in the future. Yeah, right. The system allows sensitive material to be located but accessed only with the right clearance. So it's actually making it harder. <laughs> Evidence speak isn't it? Speaking after the report was published last week, Chief Constable Mike Barton, Associate of Chief Police Officers Lead on Intelligence, said the current system is capable of being interrogated by any trained officer across the UK to identify suspects, offenders, and patterns of behaviour. So again it's just more levels actually to, to actually uh Make it even harder to find out who's doing what at the top. These are the people who lead you, who run the world. Eh? And China too, of course. China, uh, being a communist country, although it's, it's really uh, run by a bunch of uh, multi-millionaires at the top, or billionaires now. Actually, a millionaire is nothing these days with inflation. But um, uh, being communistic uh, in their birth of, of the nation, the communist nation, they have no problem going along with eugenics and so on and so on and uh and creating is like plato said you know special ones to guard the system and all that so then to eugenics big time and it says china is engineering and it says to your genius babies it's not actually genius It is but it's not exactly news that china is setting itself a new global superpower while Western civilization chokes its own gluttony like a latter-day Marlon Brando, China continues to buy up American debt and look away the world's natural resources. But now, not content to simply laugh and make uh, signs as they pass as on a geopolitical highway, they have also developed a state-endorsed genetic engineering project. I've got two articles on this, and um, this other one goes on to say here, According to leading evolutionary biologists, the Chinese are engaging in a massive breeding operation with the aim of ultimately creating a breed of cognitively enhanced individuals. And what's more, the China-based eugenics factory recently bought up a large genome research institute in the United States, giving the Chinese access to the DNA of Americans. Interesting, In a recent interview with Vice magazine, evolutionary psychologist Jeffrey Miller admits to having donated his DNA to an endeavor headed up by the world's largest genetic research institution based in China's Shenzhen province. Miller, by his own admission, is one of 2,000 brainiacs selected by IBG Shenzhen for their transhumanist project. Asks how the company goes after potential DNA contributors, Miller answers, they seem mostly interested in people of Chinese and European descent. They're basically recruiting through a scientific conference, through word of mouth, you have to provide some evidence that you're smart as you say you are, and you have to send your complete CV, publications, produce standardized test scores, where you went to college, and stuff like that. All the stuff that's going on, eh? But after all, intelligence doesn't mean you're a good person, does it? Look at the state of affairs today. Back with more after this. Hi folks, and am back. This is Cutting Through The Matrix, talking about the human tinkering of uh, genes and so on. And I'm talking about China here too and um, and how they're into a eugenicist uh, or a genics program under the guise of looking for the genius gene, basically, and to raise the IQ and create their, their Ubermensch and so on. So it says here that uh, two days ago, BGI Shen's in the company that's into this big time, and I was having taken over the U.S.-based genome research institute, Complete Genomics. According to the press release, the takeover was the first time a Chinese company successfully acquired a U.S. public company. I wonder if it really is true. Time. Chinese state sponsored genetic engineers are now expanding operations to the US on its own website. I'll put the link up, up tonight. All these links will be up tonight to cuttingtutomakes.com. It says complete genomics posts that our human genome sequencing technology is based on our proprietary DNA nanoarrays and ligation based red technology is superior to existing commercially available whole genome sequencing methods in terms of quality, cost and scale. It says this superior technology is now in the hands of a professed eugenic institution from China, dead set on creating enhanced people. The notion to create through genetic interference so-called enhanced people isn't just in the minds of Chinese geneticists gone wild. It's in the mind of the global elite in the article entitled The Population's Problem. I'll put the link up for that night to, to tonight too. Written October 2012 by Herman Daly, or Daly, a former World Bank luminary and current professor at the University of Maryland. The suggestion is made that climate change should prompt the scientific community to genetically design smaller human beings. That's what they'll probably do. They'll get the smart ones who'll be tall and, and, and healthy and all that. And a uh, higher IQ, and then they'll be the small ones to be the new slaves, you see. Uh, like the hobbits. As is breeding smaller uh, human beings, as Dahlia asserted, could be as simple as of increasing metabolic efficiency, measures number of people maintained by given resource through, uh, through throughput. it says. And so here you go. I mean, it's, it's going on all over the place. And these are the only ones that get into the media. I'm sure there's lots of uh, institutions across the planet, probably in some islands too, just like the James Bond movies, where the big bigwigs have uh, done all the experiments that they want to do and uh, and uh, they know exactly what they're doing now and where it's going and so on. Also, this announced in Britain that, that uh, the, the Supreme Courts of Justice in Britain can use secret, uh, basically secret uh, records and so on that's not read in court uh, to make their decisions about things. So it says, court ruling casts chilling shadow of secret justice over top court, and the Supreme Court has ruled they have the power to consider secret evidence in cases, even though at least one of the parties, probably the ones convicted, they want to convict, won't be allowed to see it. Decision, decision in stark contrast to a separate ruling by the same court in 2011 that secret materials could not be permitted in civil cases. So they always go back and get what they want when they can't get it the first time. And also, too, there's more and more US servicemen that were around Fukushima at the time uh, the, the reactors went up. They were in the Navy at the time, a lot of them, and they've now come forward, uh, they're starting to come forward in big, big lawsuits because they're, they're coming down with, with the radiation poisoning, tumors, cancers, and the usual stuff you get from radiation, I'll put that link up tonight too. It's just amazing. Mind you, the whole planet got it, and we could follow the spread right up, uh, right across the Pacific and up through, uh, I think, California, and then up into a northeastern, turn up to Toronto, <laughs> the jet stream, and then, of course, it went over the, the whole country of Canada. So everyone's got a good dose of it now, but that's the way it goes. I guess we're run by superior people who already are donating their, their genes and all the rest of it to create more, spe- you know, special folk who will run the world in this fashion that will kill us all off. Well, from Hamish, myself, you, Canada, it's night to me, your God, or your gods, go with you.